Is Spider-Man No Way Home the ultimate Spider-Verse spanning experience we all hoped for? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is a show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, and all the Spider-Mens. With me today, as always, is Roxy Stryer, and we have a very special guest, Mr. Hector Navarro. Hector! Hi. Hi to the boys and girls and kids at home today. Hi, everybody at home. Hello to my spider peeps. Very happy to be here. Uh, I I like you two people very much, so thank you for having me on the show. Roxy, we like you a lot too. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. how are you? We we do like you a lot, uh, Roxy. I thought you were about, about to DJ. I thought DJ. I thought you were about to be like Roxy. How much do you like Hector? I was getting ready to answer. Counterpoint. People. people well. Counterpoint. People that that are uh, just listening to the audio podcast. We had a clap off prior to this. So let's have a let's have a how much? Let's see who likes Hector more. Is it me or Roxy? Let's see. Hmm. I've liked Hector longer. I don't know if that's true. Who, I, yeah, how did I? I can't even remember wh- where and how I met y'all. That's a great we, point. I want to say we, I probably met both of you from SourceFed. I feel like that's how that happened. Yeah, but it's also like I don't remember. I don't think I ever did anything at SourceFed, and I feel like I made friends with all of the SourceFed people almost like after SourceFed was a thing. That's Does that make sense? True. Yeah, that's probably right. Because yeah. I'm like, because I remember like you and Mod and mm. and all of these people at SourceFed doing videos and stuff, and I was always like, I want to play, and I and I don't think I ever did that. Yeah. But then it was like I met like Steve Zaragoza through other stuff and Mod through other stuff, and then that kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe. And Roxy, you and I go way back. What to what? No idea. Collider? (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I I don't know the answer. Uh, Screen junkies? The flash? It might be uh like one of those things. I think you're you're right. One of those things. Uh, no, after buzz. It was after buzz. Oh my god, you guys do go way back. Yeah, I don't know. I actually we've actually been been knowing each other for a minute but i don't know who of you i know first now too because i did meet you dj at source fed yeah i did go into source fed a lot and they did actually happen to tell me the reason they brought me in and not hector was because of my clap Mother- oh we're gonna go there the oh we're gonna go there cold okay, well listen i'm gonna now i'm gonna bring it back when you least expect it i'm oh, gonna bring okay. it back when you least expect it so get yeah. ready but you can't be ready it's coming this is a I'm good ready. episode to bring things back when you least expect them so uh today we are talking about of course we're talking about spider-man no way home the spider-man movie that just released you might have heard of it um and uh for for those that uh are familiar with our show like i said at the top we're talking about movies and tv shows and we answer your questions uh if you want more of this this show plus a whole other after show plus our uh, patreon exclusive show spider versity where i talk about the spider-man movies with sal you can do that over patreon.com slash only stupid answers you can give this show five star reviews on itunes and on spotify we ask you a question every week last week's question we actually gave you a teaser of our spider versity show and the question was what is your favorite moment from the amazing spider-man uh, i'm gonna be honest the responses to this were a little lean this time um uh, but caleb kaiser said web is really good with all the emotional beats and relationships favorite moment though is as cheesy as it may be the climax with lizard and captain stacy just appearing and saying he's not alone um so i feel like this is a great transition before we get into because we're going to start this conversation spoiler free and i feel like the best place to start this is asking you all about your experience with the spider 
movies. Hector, let's start with you. What, that, talk a little bit about your, your relationship with Spider-Man. I've loved Spider-Man since I was a kid. I grew up in the 1990s. They had a Spider-Man cartoon show on that was a great entry level for all of the Marvel stuff because that show was designed to sell action figures. Yes. And every episode, Spider-Man would meet a new character, Daredevil or the Fantastic Four or Punisher or Blade. And so I became really kind of aware of all of the rest of the Marvel characters and how interconnected it was and then was reading comics and loved it so then 2002 well first of all 2000 the first x-men movie two years before that the first blade movie where i was literally 11 years old when blade came out but still told my dad i want to go see this because i know it's marvel because he knows spider-man mm-hmm. let's go see blade it's rated r and we had a great time yes and then oh, it kind of cool. that kind of started the like i still go see pretty much every superhero and marvel thing with my dad and um yeah, I'm looking forward to go take him to see Spider-Man, see how it feels about it. But yeah. then these movies started to come out, and my whole kid brain was also, because I loved movies, I was like, why haven't they made these into movies yet? These would, you know, like, why? Like I was already frustrated that Warner Brothers didn't do Justice League. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I was, in the 90s, I was already pissed. Like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Then the special effects kind of caught up. Then the first Spider-Man film came out and and was a huge success and made it so that, when I went to school, and in 2002, I think I was in ninth grade, went back to ninth grade after opening weekend, sitting in my math class, and two girls my age were talking about Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And I w- that's when I was like, the world has changed. Yes. This is it. The thing that I knew these characters, I talked about Peter Parker and Mary Jane, and I talked about Spider-Man and everything. But now these these other like movie regular audiences are talking about the characters like their characters and not just like I saw the new Batman movie. I saw the new, you know, the James Bond, whatever action thing they connected. The world has changed. Been a, a, a big fan of of where superhero movies have gone, especially not not. Like I liked where they started and I have a real uh, soft spot in my heart for the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans. I enjoy the Ben Affleck Daredevil. I was there for the Ang Lee Hulk. Like I like those movies, but I am not going to sit here and say that like the MCU hasn't been crushing it. Mm -hmm. And the MCU has really understood what the superhero universe can do. And Warner Brothers is trying to catch up and they've really fumbled. And, you know, I love it all, but uh, I... I to go through the seasons as well. I preferred the Andrew Garfield Peter Parker to the Tobey Maguire Peter Parker, even yeah. though I really adore those early movies, especially the first two. I don't like Spider Man 3, it broke my heart. I think that they did Peter dirty, not even because of the black suit Spider Man stuff, because he kissed a woman in front of his girlfriend that he loved, apparently, like just like the dumb bonehead stuff that I it broke my heart. But I really enjoyed the Andrew Garfield stuff as getting closer to what my idea of Spider-Man kind of was. And then the Tom Holland stuff, I think, is was a really beautiful combination of stuff that I love. But it was all early mm-hmm. in this character's life, you know, and Spider-Man fans were always pissed. Like, why is he hanging out with Iron Man? Why is he hanging out with Nick Fury? Why isn't he mourning his dead girlfriend? I'm like, that happens in college, guys. Mm-hmm. He needs to be a teenager. And I love how they've plugged him into here he is in a universe where since he was eight years old, 
Iron Man has been a thing. So, of course, he's going to be influenced by the surrounding thing. And anytime people get frustrated about that, I point to the first issue of Spider-Man's comic series. The very first issue after he appears in another series, he gets his own he gets his own show. He gets his own series in 1963. And in the first issue, he goes to the Fantastic Four's headquarters, the most popular characters at Marvel at the time, not the Avengers. Mm -hmm. And he asks, can I join? And they go. No, kid, we're we know we're we are a family. We know we, each other. We, it's we don't four. Hire. We've got branding. Like, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic Five. Think yeah. again. So I love that acknowledgement of you know Peter being in the in the in being able to interact with all the rest of the characters, and then we get to No Way Home. And I mean, DJ knows how I feel about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I invited him over to my house to watch mm-hmm. them in 3D, and he did. Yeah. And Roxy. You still have to. You guys still have to come over to do a 3D movie at some point. Okay, great. Yeah. Still on the still on the schedule. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, sure. So, love them, love them, love them. And Spider Man is my favorite fictional character of all time. Yeah, yeah. So, Roxy, uh, how about you? What's what's your journey? What's your spider journey going yeah, into I, this movie? I'm definitely what you call a spider sim. <laughs> I have never ever disliked a single Spider Man thing ever. And that is why you can't take my advice on Spider-Man movies at all. I I really genuinely in my soul feel like it is the only franchise that I love every single thing that they have done. I I, I love the, I even love Amazing Spider-Man 2, as you know, DJ. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that movie. I have, so, my, my whole soul lights up when I watch that movie. It's the best rom-com that I saw in a really long time other than the drum part that takes place after the calm part yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it, i i just think that there's almost no, no wrong that spider-man can do for me because i love the character so much that we're just watching him in all different scenarios and like i would watch spidey watch paint dry so it's a lot more fun to watch him in all of the scenarios that we've seen him so far yeah i i have a really hard time picking out my favorite spider-man because it feels kind of like sophie's choice to me mm-hmm. i i don't love uh, anytime somebody asks me, even before Tom Holland, who I like better, there's just such different, they're different and yeah. there's different moments. And yeah, there's always the argument of, I like this person's Peter Parker better, but I like this person's Spidey better. And yes, to different in different moments and in different times. But in general, I actually think that all three of them, there's a lot of merit to all three of them, uh, of our main live action Spideys. I love the I love Into the Spider-Verse also. I love Miles Morales. I love Peter Parker. I I love, love, love Spider-Man. So I think what we're trying to say is we are the we are the target audience for this movie. Yes. We are we are who this movie was made for. I've mentioned on other shows before, uh Sam Raimi's original Spider-Man is a foundational movie for me. It was like a big I was I was an adolescent uh, uh, teen when I saw that movie. So I was all of Peter's all the bullshit Peter's dealing with in that movie, other than the superior stuff, I was there I was that was where my brain was at. That kind of like because you know in high school everything feels heightened and that movie uh, accurately depicted the way everything feels as a high schooler oh that no joke i that has happened to me where a woman waved to me a girl my age waved to me and i waved back and then they were waving to, that yep. has literally 
happened to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it, so for me that's that uh, uh, I it was it was awakening. That's how I discovered Sam Raimi movies, uh, Evil Dead, all that stuff, which are some of my favorite films. So uh, huge for me. I also grew up loving um, Spider Man. The character. Remember, my dad and I collected these non sports trading cards of uh specifically a spider-man set and that was a big introduction like you said hector not just a spider-man but because he connects to so many other characters the wider mc especially since spider-man other than x-men yeah. like spider-man was the guy so whenever they was like oh man we need to boost sales on blade he's gonna have to show up in a spider-man comic spider-man yes also dj i like how you uh, specified non-sports trading cards mm-hmm. That's the second time I've heard you say that. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know if you need to, but I appreciate that. I well, appreciate because because I'm like, I think you can just say trading cards and people will follow you. Like, yeah, he's talking about like superhero Marvel trading cards, but you go non-sports trading cards. Like, Because well, I think yeah. at the time when, when I was a kid, you did have to specify because you're not going, yes. you know, it's not baseball cards. And this is pre, this isn't pre Magic the Gathering, I don't think, but it's pre Pokemon and that blow yep. up. And so now most yep. trading cards, like that's the kind of the bummers. Yep. They don't make those anymore. It's either. Yep trading card games because because no. the internet the internet does that because those that's cards true. had that's little true. factoids but now kids can just be like hang on yeah oh cool peter parker with spider-man like that mm-hmm. that's you know he, he, cool he can art. lift a car i know it's cool they also had cool art that they would probably now let's try br- to sell us an nft let's not let's get into bring that mess. back as nfts <laughs> no thank you so before we get into to spoilers Spider-Man No Way Home, I, I a good chunk of this episode is going to be spoilers because how not, how not. Um, but let's do let's do a brief non-spoiler thoughts. Roxy, let's start with you this time. Non-spoilers. Don't spoil anything for the kids at home. Thoughts no, on No I, Way Home? I won't. I couldn't even if I wanted to. They took our phones. They did. <laughs> they did. And not... Mm, Roxy, did you not get your phone back? <laughs> still have no phone. It's great. You got to go get that back. You got to go back to the it. AMC and get it back. It was actually so sad. There was this woman, you know how they were uh, wanding us down and there was this woman who had been wanded down and she went outside to go to the bathroom or something. She came back in and she was like carrying the hell out of the, the security oh, guard. Man. She was like, you just wanded me. I was just in there. Oh this my is God. ridiculous. And I was like, lady, have you ever seen the Godfather? You could have hit a gun in the bathroom and then tried to sneak it. Like, shut up. Just I, let him do his job. Well, also the so poor guy, upsetting. I don't know about with this lady, with, with me, he was like, by the way, if you leave and come back, I'm going to have to do this again. Yeah, he like, he let to, me know. He said <laughs> okay. it to every single one of us. And he said, I told you if you leave, we're going to have to want <sighs> you back. She was like, well, then I deserve to cut the line. These people haven't been here as long as I have. Oh and like, here I am in line. And I was like, I, the Boston in me is not doing well right now. <laughs> this is not a good moment for me. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. We're yeah, talking that's your, about that is your my- non-spoiler review. That's how, that's the good. only way you could keep spoilers out <laughs> good of it. Review. Good review. <laughs> yeah. My, my brief non-spoiler review would be that this movie is just fucking fantastic. I, I, I I know I just told you guys not to take my thoughts or opinions or advice seriously on Spider as I'm a spider simp, but you should take my thoughts on this one seriously. Like this movie is just, it is, it's the best. It's the best. It actually is quite possibly the best of the Spider-Man movies. And that's a wild statement. Uh, I think that Tom Holland has such incredible serious range that the conversation is kind of over about the, the actual performers because holy crap, holy crap. Uh, I I can't believe how fully loaded they were able to make a movie while making it a movie, mm-hmm. and it just was it just worked for me in all the right ways. I don't know if I've ever cheered 
during a movie as much as I did. This really put my clapping to the test, Hector, uh, for sure. This was a this was a big a one long clap sync for me. I don't remember. It's funny. I don't remember your clapping. I was there at your screening. That's I, weird. I didn't hear it. You must have been That's in weird. the other theater. No, yeah. we were definitely in the same theater. We were in line to get snacks together, Roxy. Yeah, yeah, we you were... must have been in the other theater, though, because no. uh, I was in the special theater of, of just me. <laughs> yeah, because they clapping. knew how loud the clapping was. They wouldn't let you in. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So that that's my that's really, honestly, all I can feel I can say without getting into spoiler territory is that. What, what about you, Hector? Um, I think... To go back to what Roxy said, uh, you should listen to her, especially because she loves Mm Spider-Man. Because that's, I think, how they designed this movie. They had Roxy in mind. They had DJ in mind. They had me in mind. Uh, um, Like DJ said, it is a... uh, um, It's it's a a love letter, and it's a movie made for... Really made for Spider-Man fans at a bunch of different levels. Um, I, I think... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated film, might still be a better movie. Agreed. But I think Spider-Man No Way Home has moved to become my favorite mm-hmm. because of sentimental reasons and stuff like that. So that's where I'm st- staying with right now. That's kind of where I'm living. Spider-Man No Way Home became my second favorite MCU movie after Avengers Endgame. Wow. And, uh, I, you know, out of everything in the MCU, this one shot to number two. And um, I love it very much, and I, and I'm looking forward to talking spoilers. Uh, that's amazing. I I'll, for for me, it's a, it's an interesting movie to discuss. Discuss. I've only seen it the one time, um, because on the one hand, I loved it. On the other hand, I don't know. I have to see it again. I don't know that it actually works as a movie. And what I mean by that is, I have a I have a good friend. Uh, doesn't really care about superheroes. Doesn't really care about Spider Man. Saw Into the Spider Verse and dug it. He's like, oh, this is cool. I like Miles. I like all this. That same person goes to see No Way Home. I sincerely doubt he'll have the same experience because it's very mm-hmm. much built around you having intense feelings toward this character and his mm-hmm. movie history. So if if like Doctor Strange was to hit me and my emotions were to uh, eject from the back of my body and I'm just watching this as like a movie guy, like from a script perspective, I don't know that it entirely holds together without my sentimentality holding it together. <laughs> yes. To, to, to use a, a reference that now Roxy will understand, you can definitely see the Matrix code while watching this movie. Mm-hmm. You can see the Matrix code of how they, you know, what they're doing and how they did it and why they're doing it. Yep, they, you got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Roxy, you got it. So, yeah. Cool. yeah. So, like, uh, I'm with it. I'm that with it. said, I, I could not have heard Hector or Roxy's clapping because a good chunk of the movie I was crying. So, like, do you <laughs> contextualize that. Like, like movie cricket is me. He's like, ah, I don't know. Structurally, script wise, I don't. It's kind of messy. I don't know. There's a few. There's one particular character that's like, oh, they had him for a day, and he's clearly not on set with any of the other people in the movie. Um, but again, I cried for most of the movie, so it, it, it did work right. for me, and I did <laughs> did really enjoy it. DJ, uh, how do we address the fact that somehow when you're crying, your ears close? I don't know if that happens. I, I listen. I was I, I was off on li- literally 20 minutes in the movie. Uh, something I've been wanting to have happen forever happened, and I was. I, and it's like, yeah. and I could feel myself. The cynical side of me was like, I can't believe you, stupid son of a bitch, that you're getting emotional at this stupid scene. What are <laughs> you doing? DJ Alfred. crying. This is him. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh no. <laughs> so that's spoiler free. Um, we're all saying you should go see it. One, if you feel comfortable. I know Omicron's a thing, and and and, and all that. But if you've got your vaccines and you're boosted and you feel comfortable. I really, really, really do recommend you see it in a theater 
with people yeah. that like are going to cheer and clap and everything because that's great. That's <laughs> a listen, great way to I, listen, see this movie. I, I got tickets for tomorrow, Saturday, and I had options for – I'm trying to grab a 3D showing, and I had options for a couple of screenings, and I clicked on one, and it was pretty packed, and I was like, this is maybe a little uncomfortably too full. Yes. And I clicked on another one, and it wasn't as packed, and I was like, let me grab this one. Mm-hmm. And it was around the same time, so I'm like, I don't know if this is going to fill up before tomorrow. It might, yeah. but it still made me go – like, people had an option, and somehow they picked the, – maybe because this one over here was like – prime 3d at amc which is like their 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 bigger screen fake imax and this one was like real d 3d and theater eight like it's off to the side so i think maybe that's why that's not going to get filled up yeah listen go sunday morning go Mm -hmm. go go skip church go sunday morning go early you know avoid avoid crowds avoid crowds if you can and just basically skip church is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah. just really wants you to skip church for to go see spider-man just hail Satan, go see Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say Sunday mornings have been uh, good for DJ when it comes to movies he didn't get screenings for. That's been my prime sneak in Sunday morning matinee showing tickets. Uh. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to get into spoilers. But before we do that, we are going to take a quick ad break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody, we are back. And in case I didn't drive it home enough, now it's time for spoilers. So if you didn't see it, for those watching live, if you want to watch these shows live, you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. If you are watching live, uh, maybe take a, take a little break uh, for about 30 minutes and then come back. And uh, we're just going to get into it. I, just, there's, I feel like there's a few major chunks of this movie, and we're going to go through them. And, of course, it, the first one is where we left off in Far From Home. Um, uh, Mysterio slash J. Jonah Jameson has outed Peter uh, Parker as Spider-Man. Not only that, he's been blamed for the attack on, it was like London, right? At the end of Far From Home. It's been a minute since I've seen that. Um, And so, oopsie doodles, things are bad for Peter. And uh, uh, the damage control... some questions about damage control's purview because they're acting like the FBI in this movie. But cool, uh, they're the ones that that kind of like pick up Peter and his family. Uh, everybody's trying to get pictures with Peter. It's a whole thing, and this is where we get to the the moment DJ knew that it didn't really matter what this movie did because uh, I was I was in it, and we see uh, Peter getting legal help from uh, Matt freaking Murdoch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Charlie Cox, baby, Charlie Cox is back. Yep. He's back. I mentioned this to you guys before the show, but I, I am I am glad that I was able to see No Way Home before Hawkeye. Because I this was a really cool way to find out that the rumors were true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that this has been something... I, I didn't care how many things were spoiled for me before this movie because they they still slapped so hard every time I saw them. Yeah, I'm not saying that means you should spoil things for people. I'm just saying like, even though I felt 90% confident Daredevil was going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. And even though I felt 90% confident that Daredevil was going to be played by Charlie Cox in this movie. I, when I saw him, I was like, no way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no way. They're doing it. I think that's an interesting point, Roxy. Cause I've had a similar, basically now that we're in spoilers, everything we, other than one pretty major thing, 
we all knew what was going to happen going into this movie, more or less. That said, I think when it comes to spoilers, and like Roxy clarified, I'm not saying spoil stuff for people, but like I went first time I saw Fight Club, I knew the twist. First time I saw Unbreakable, I knew the twist, and I still really enjoy those movies because what mattered more than the twist was the execution. And I think the execution of these appearances was spot on. So not only do we get Charlie Cox there being Matt Murdock, which is great, but we don't have a lot of time. We never see him in the Daredevil costume, but we get the brick through the window, and it was like, thank you. <laughs> so cool. How did you do that? No. I'm a really good lawyer. Loved Yup. Yup. Loved it. I was like, yeah, you are. Be my lawyer. This was... I, I just want to be in the same room as him. I love him so much. Be my lawyer. You know yeah. what this means? He's probably going to show up in She-Hulk. That he's probably going to be lawyer timing it up with it with She-Hulk. This was a thing that me and my buddies riffed on like years ago. I think right after we saw Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. and his identity got revealed, we're like, man, how are they going to solve this? Is it, Are they going to solve it with the help of scrolls? Yeah. Like I theorize, I'm like, maybe he'll grab a scroll buddy to like be Spider-Man while he's Peter Parker to just be like, no, look, see, I, there he is right there. I'm like, are they going to do Doctor Strange? Are they going to do, you know, warping reality? Are they going to use Infinity Stones? Are they still in play? Are they going to use? Uh, is he is he going to need legal help? And and my my buddies and I were talking about this, and and my pal Adam, he blew my mind when he's like, and then Daredevil comes in, and I was like, oh, and and also we were hearing too because we are so tapped into this stuff yeah. that like the rights for the Netflix characters because they stopped production on the shows. And I think they stopped because Marvel Studios actually called them to stop, yeah. you know. And so ABC Television had to do it because they're owned by Disney and Marvel Studios was probably like, Papa Disney, make them stop. And then as soon as they did, it was like two years later, then they can be, you know, reused by Marvel or appear in something or whatever. And I feel like while they were filming Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, maybe last year or um, yeah, maybe like in 2020. 20 that uh that the the trades were like this is the time when the daredevil can now be used again and it just so happens that he's rumored to have appeared on the no way home set charlie cox is there like it was like that same month so i had feelings about it and i had seen some leaked stuff and it was a real bummer and i even had a, a a pal who because I used to work in visual effects and movies like that they're working on the movie so after this movie came out they were talking to me and they're like, yeah, those leaks came from like a third party vendor, like just kind of telling me like what happened. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Like, anyway, knowing all that stuff, like Roxy said, moments still slapped. Yeah. yeah. You know, zoom in on the cane. Everybody lost it. You could feel everyone going collectively. Oh, and then the scene happened really brief, really efficient, great writing. And like you said, DJ, that's not the only one. Then we get Alfred Molina. Then yeah. we get Willem Dafoe. Then we get Jamie Foxx. Then we get the voice of Thomas Hayden Church. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he was even on set. I think they just recycled footage from Spider-Man 3. Yeah, that, that's one of those elements that it's like, yeah. all right. I, like, like yeah. why, why is he CG sand guy the whole time? Okay, I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, listen, it's, this, is, this is a Herculean. Putting a movie like this together had to have been a Herculean task. Um, mm-hmm. even, even we're not there yet, but I do, there's a, there's a costuming choice that it's like, okay, this actor didn't want to wear the costume, but then it pays off and like the best joke in the movie, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, on daredevil for one more second, please. Do you guys logistics wise and knowing that we've got this full blown multiverse of multiverses now, do you guys think that there is going to be a time, whether it is on she Hulk or whether 
it is uh, in the Echo series or wherever it is that they talk to us about like how and where these people have been, what's been going on, are these people who have been kicking it around? Like, are we going to know more about our our Netflix MCU characters? Yeah, I, I here here's my hope. I think so, and here's my hope. And and the frustrating thing is a lot of fans have been like fansplaining to me where they're like actually <laughs> if you read if you read the story of marvel studios they talk about how agents of shield isn't canon <laughs> actually blah, 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 all this stuff at me but my main thing is like look these shows the previous shows are to me canon because they're made by abc television and they're owned by disney and abc television said they're in the marvel cinematic universe or they're made by netflix and the daredevil netflix show is going off of Aliens attacked in the Avengers, and now I'm the kingpin, and now I'm buying up all these properties. Like, they're in the MCU. What my hope is is that they don't contradict any of those shows. And I don't think, Roxy, that we need necessarily, like, a refresher of an origin or anything like that. I think that uh, my hope is that Daredevil, Matt Murdock can show up, or these other characters from the previous shows can show up. And I, I I think it was Ash Cross and... Or maybe it was somebody else that talked to Carrie Ann Moss for The Matrix. And in this interview told Carrie Ann Moss, Charlie Cox was just confirmed as like, he's going to be Daredevil if they do Daredevil again. How does that make you feel about your character from from Jessica Jones? And Carrie Ann Moss was like excited, like, oh, maybe I could come back and play my character again. So my thing is I don't want them to contradict stuff. But if you know Marvel and if you ever read a Marvel comic book like She-Hulk and Matt Murdock pops in – it's just Matt Murdock. And yeah. he, you know, they may give you a quick something to be like, here's who this character is, or they may not, but it's still something where you can go back and just, if you like that character, oh, who is this guy? Daredevil. Who is this guy? You can go and read Daredevil comics and all of those comics that came before, they're still in play. It's just they're not going to rehash everything for every one of these things. So that's what I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. I, I give you, I'll give you a great example. In the Daredevil show, there's a great character whom I love, played by an amazing actor. The character was Ben Urich. Mm-hmm. They killed him off in season one of Daredevil. Yeah. When Kingpin, when Wilson Fisk, Vincent D'Onofrio killed him with his bare hands. Ben Urich has this long and wonderful relationship with Peter Parker. Yeah. Yes, of course, I'm bummed that like they never got to meet, but I don't want a future MCU thing to just recast Ben Urich and pretend as though he never died because then all of a sudden my brain will break and I'll go, wait, so the Netflix Daredevil shows didn't happen and I don't want them to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to also fall back on, oh, it was a multiverse. Cause I'm like, that's too confusing. Just leave it so that you're not contradicting what came before. There's plenty of stuff to move forward with. You don't have to, you know, and if they really, really want to fudge something, they can bring somebody back to life that, you know, like if they really want to fudge it and we've seen it happen before, we'll probably see it again. It's not the biggest deal. Comics do it all the time, but that is my hope. Roxy. DJ, what do you think? Oh, for me, I I agree with um, um, Hector. I I wouldn't mind like because there's some elements from the Netflix show that it's like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind losing. Uh, so it's like if we do like a, a soft like like if we do a soft reboot on Daredevil. I also don't know if this means I know there's been the rumors. I don't know if this means we'll get a full new Daredevil show or if it's like he shows up in She-Hulk or he shows up in Echo and he's just kind of we're able to utilize him. It's actually a similar question I have with where we leave Peter in this movie when we get there of. Are we going to do more or is he just kind of there to be utilized if there's ever uh, – if schedules align and there's an ever use for him? You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you think, totally. Roxy? Yeah, I I just really like – I just really like bringing them back. And I'm kind of with Hector where I don't think we need to explain it. But at the same time, I don't think we should contradict it. And I'm just waiting for my Jessica Jones moment. Like, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm just – 
sitting, waiting, wishing. Uh, that's a Jack Johnson song. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting, waiting, wishing for Jessica Jones. And I just want to see her so bad. I feel connected to that character in my entire soul. And I just so, so, so bad want her to come back that I feel actually annoying about it. Like, I feel like I have ownership over what they should do. So I got to kind of like let that go because yeah. I'm like, here's what you guys should do. Disney, mm-hmm. Marvel, idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like- there's 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 a, a, a world where a future MCU thing has a has the Avengers. They're back. And it's Sam Wilson, Captain America. And it's Valkyrie as the sort of king of Asgard or Jane Foster Thor. And it's a new Hulk and it's a new this and it's a new that. And they bring back Christian Ritter as Jessica Jones and Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. And they're on the Avengers. Yeah. I truly believe there's a world where that could not only work, but like be great. Mm-hmm. And and like Roxy was saying, you don't have to. I don't I'm not demanding a Daredevil season four and a Jessica Jones season four because I think she got three and a she Luke did. Cage season. I don't want all of these things to just go back into production. But if you bring back Charlie Cox for She-Hulk, what if the actor who played Foggy is just also in the scene? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like bring them back, give them nice little paychecks, but they're sort of cameo things. And who knows, going forward, if something really hits, if a creative team has a pitch, then you can do all that stuff, you know? But I'm not demanding a Daredevil movie for Disney+, Plus, a Jessica Jones movie for Disney+. Plus. They had great shows. I love them. And they should still be considered if Marvel, I mean, just again, in No Way Home, it's a beautiful moment. Peter's going to have to talk to a lawyer because we want this funny scene with Happy Hogan. Yeah. And, you know, we need to kind of resolve the, the legal troubles so that Peter can then focus on applying to and getting into college. What if it's Matt Murdock? That's what Marvel's for, baby. Yeah. Just do that shit. Just yeah. continue to do that shit. Bring these characters back. Although I will say, more than maybe like a season four of these shows, the idea of having an original Disney Plus movie with these characters, although tonally, they would have to be very different. <laughs> they would have to, they, we get away with a lot on the Disney, like Falcon yeah. Winter Soldier got away with a lot of violence. It would have to be a little bit different. <laughs> uh, yeah, like most people didn't love Defenders. That was yeah. not not a not a hit for them. So. Yeah. Well, and then, then I I also think that um listen I, there's uh, I feel like it'd be uh, it's very unlikely that we're going to see John Bernthal's Punisher show back up. Period. Uh, and yeah. I think John Bernthal would actually make a really good Logan if we wanted to. DJ, stop! You're getting into the multiverse. I don't like it. So, don't okay. Do okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. So anyway, to me. Anyway, so listen. Listen. We're it's, uh, we're running tight on time. So so I'm going to get to the the next major chunk. Uh, we all know Peter goes to the Sorcerer's. Well, he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme. Love we don't that. have time to talk about that, but I do think that's a really smart choice. Like, it, awesome. Steven's like, well, if I was around, I'm like, uh, get, I get it in the comics, your source of Supreme, but based on the structure of these movies, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense, dude. It'd be I wrong. love it so much. I hate Doctor Strange. I love this so much. This was so exciting for me. I, I know you said we don't have time, but I have to say that th- this was a big moment for the, the me's of the world, which I'm the only one. Yeah. Huge, huge victory. It, it, it also kind of explained, I mean, we didn't need an explanation, but it explained why Stephen Strange wasn't in Shang-Chi, but it was Wong. Yeah. It was yeah. Wong that showed up. Not only was that a beautiful celebration of Asian actors and Asian American actors and Asian characters in the Marvel Universe, and here comes a British Benedict Wong stepping yeah. in and, you know, going Shang-Chi, yeah. and it was awesome. But now it kind of retroactively makes sense to be like, oh, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. He doesn't need, yeah. to, he doesn't need to check in with Steve. Like, that's, and it's just such a great 
a, a revamp from the traditional Wong character who was an Asian manservant yes. and who was steeped in kind of racist, you know, uh, caricatures and ideas and stuff. So beautiful, beautiful. I agree with Roxy. Yeah. I don't also, hate Dr. Strange, but I agree with Roxy. Yeah, and also <laughs> Whatever, ben- leave me be. I love Benedict Wong. I don't yeah. like Dr. Strange. Benedict no. Wong is one of the MVPs of the uh, actors of the MCU. So it's cool. It's, it's, that's he follows really me cool. on social media and he's such a good dude. And I and like him a lot. Wong is finally getting an action figure. For, to, to fit into my MCU action figures. And it's been Has he not long. had he's, one yet? He hasn't had one yet. He's finally getting one for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's I saw it crazy. along along with uh, America Chavez is getting a toy. Uh, along the, with um, Sleepwalker the, for any of my 90 kids out there. Yeah, but that's kids. not. But he's not in the movie. That's the comic book Sleepwalker. But also Chiwetel Ejiofor's Mordo is yeah. getting an action figure, like an updated action figure. And he looks really cool with his new hair and the new thing that's yep. at the end of the thing. Yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, we'll talk about that in, in a minute. <laughs> so let's get to uh, let's skip ahead. Uh, they do a spell. It doesn't work. We don't need to get into the logistics of it because uh, if we're being honest, I don't know if the logistics uh, make a ton of sense. doesn't matter. Uh, what does matter is that the spell doesn't work and a bunch of the classic villains from the uh, previous Spider films show up, starting with Doc Ock. Uh, they have a fight on the bridge where uh, Peter's... Um, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a huge fan of the Iron Spider suit, but I do like what we do with it here, especially since it eventually evolves into a practical suit that Tom Holland can wear, which I like. Um, anyway, uh, and the tech, the nanotech goes on to Ox arms and so Peter's able to control the arms, and then Green Goblin shows up. And I remember, I think I've talked to you all of you about this, uh, when the trailers first dropped and we heard uh, Green Goblin's laugh, I was like, oh, geez, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is not ready for this. And I was right. You're right. You're right. Uh, that, and that's, the, I think that... He killed Aunt May. You're right, DJ. But also, the, I think that goes to the other thing is, is that the, clearly the people working on this did their homework. And I think the, the act, uh, a lot of credit goes to the actors as well of understanding their characters. Because all, all of these characters for the time, all these villains, feel like themselves. So let's take a second and talk about the villains. Roxy, let's start with you. Your thoughts on we, – we get some time with these villains. At first they're in cells, but then Peter's trying to fix them. But this is an opportunity for characters that have never – even if they're in the same franchise, uh, have never gotten to interact, uh, interact with each other. So effing cool. I, I feel like we spent a really good amount of time with each one of them too. This is why I'm not totally convinced, DJ, that your friend wouldn't like this movie. Your friend who likes Spider-Verse but doesn't know the Spider-Man movies because yeah. I really feel like they did a pretty good job of giving us like – these little one sentence snippets that let you know kind of what world they came from and uh, who they think's dead and who they think's alive and who just how it happened. It, it was there was a there was exposition, but it didn't feel like draggy. It just felt like, yep, hit us with a quick sentence and we got this. So it all was making sense to me. And then I, I felt like I could come myself. Like it was yeah. literally like watch. It was like watching everything I've ever wanted in my whole life come take place at once. It was so fucking cool roxy what uh, did you just say you felt like you could what cum myself cream i felt like i could <laughs> fucking cream it was like so great like it was just watching it, it felt like a nerd's wet dream like that's uh. how i've been describing this where you're watching this and you're just like how is this possible that they're interacting and like we never thought they would interact again uh that person's not even with us anymore that's a completely different universe like it was just really really fucking cool uh i also just love doc ock and i mm-hmm. and i think that he did a phenomenal job i also think willem dafoe is maybe one of the best actors alive so seeing Ever. him back was like holy shit i really enjoyed jamie fox which is not is, is 
is the case 80% of the time in life, mm-hmm. but that 20% where you're like, is he going to pull through? And he just like majorly pulled through in these moments. So this just all was like a bunch of yes for me. And at the end of the day, I kind of do like when superhero movies do this thing, which is that your heroes shouldn't kill people yes. if they can help it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that is like, you know, we told you to skip church, but one of the things they teach you there is that you shouldn't kill. And so this is pretty much your church for the day. And I like that this kid, Peter Parker is a child. He is a kid. And if you can save somebody, you do, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. No matter how many people they murdered in their other movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I still think it makes sense. You know, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like a Batman moment where you're like, sometimes he kills, sometimes he whips out the gun. Like the lessons here from Aunt May is that like, yes, you save them. You save them when you can, which you yes. almost always can. And I, it just worked for me. It was beautiful. That I mean, they have her like in the comic books. A great uh, idea, which is she's working at a at a sort of a homeless shelter, like a food shelter food to bank, yeah. you know to, a food bank to help people. The way that Aunt May was the first person to interact with Norman Osborn because Norman was like, "I need help," yeah. and that started the sort of. I I agree one thousand percent, Roxy. Uh, even about, about the, the creaming, creaming. Yeah. about the creaming yeah. mainly. Yeah. Um, but uh, I also think that this movie is making up for like past mistakes of the Spider-Man movies, including even just the very simple mistake. Now it's a mistake, but back then it was how we did things to kill the villain played by an awesome actor at the end of each movie. Because I think that the original superhero movie template was following that. And it was also following the Batman movie template, which is what they did. Jack Nicholson in the first one, Michelle Pfeiffer, Danny DeVito in the second one, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey in the third. And that even I think follows the template of the 60s Batman live action show with Adam West, where they would have an at the time huge actor come in to like guest star as a one-off villain. And then you would never see that actor get like, I think it even goes all the way back to that cut to the MCU. The MCU is smarter than that. The MCU knows you don't kill uh, the winter soldier. Mm -hmm. You don't kill Loki. You don't even really kill Red Skull. You mm-hmm. keep these characters in place so that you can bring them back later in a big way. So the MCU is is Tom Holland, and he is confronted with previous Spider-Man movie formula, superhero movies, and that superhero movie formula is telling him, okay, we got to send him back, and then they're going to die at the end of their movie. And Tom Holland goes, but that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- that, why? I just was able to hack Dr. Octopus's arms with my tech. I and my resources is different than what they had. So why can't we try to imp- you know improve on that failed lesson of those original Spider-Man movies, which is they were doing different things at, at a different time. So it's totally forgivable. Even the Tim Burton Batman movie was doing a different thing than what we would expect today. But the question there too is, all right, Spider-Man No Way Home just did it. Next up is Flash and we're getting Michael Keaton back and he's yeah. playing Batman again. Are we going to reckon with the fact that he kills people? Yeah, a lot. Is Ezra, Batman right? kills is, a lot of people. Is Ezra Miller Flash going to be like, hey, maybe don't do that? Or is Ezra Miller Flash also like, it's cool. My Superman kills people. My Batman kills <laughs> My Batman people. kills a lot of people. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. That's, you know, if you can't have a clear line about something like that, that level of morality in your superhero movies, then I think it kind of falls apart, which is why I don't love the Ben Affleck Batman. It's great casting, but the fact that he just mercs bad guys yeah. i'm like that doesn't foundationally it doesn't work but at least in the mcu there's clear mm-hmm. moments right you go to the tv shows punisher kills people yeah. daredevil does not mm-hmm. all of season two was about that it's awesome you know in the mcu captain america kind of kills people 
but he sometimes can't help it because he's like fighting terrorists and that's, you know, when you're in it, but sometimes he can and Iron Man kills people and sometimes he can't help it, but sometimes he can. And the same with Hulk and all these different characters, but Spider-Man, like you said, Roxy, he can help it. He's not in situations where he's, you know, in Afghanistan or whatever. He's on a beach in Coney Island and he sees Adrian Toomes about to die. So he webs him and saves him. He saves the vulture from his own explosion, imminent explosion that he can see. So if Peter Parker steps up and he becomes the face of that idea in this franchise, hey, I'm a superhero and I shouldn't kill bad guys. Beautiful. That's what that character is for. Other characters go for it. Yeah. Uh, I think I feel like I'm just defending myself because I've had this argument a lot online and fans go, well, what about this? What about this? And I go, yeah. Superman is a different character than Punisher. You jackass, <laughs> you know, this like they do different things. And- You're on the same exact page. Yes. Here, Hector. Yeah. Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But I, it is, it is a unique experience to not um, get fought on this point so i do feel you where it's like <laughs> no no what you're not understanding is and it's like no we we've got you yeah. we've got all three you. of us we're all united in this idea we are the voltron of spider yes men, men uh, shouldn't kill the, and the internet, exactly killing they is need bad. to re they need to re-examine their beliefs they need well, to re-examine their priorities not us we're in the right and to the degree and then I'll, I'll move on to something else but to the degree that i know at the time part of the explanation for man of steel is like we need to give him a reason to not want to kill him it's no, like isn't don't. it not killing the reason like i don't know i i don't need to have killed somebody to not (laughs) yeah like to not want to kill people because i know killing's bad um but um a couple things one i just don't want to get through this without mentioning that they do tweak the lizard design and it does look a lot better uh, in this movie than it did in the sharp original. teeth. Yeah, it's just the sharp a little, teeth. Yeah, yeah, and it, just a little bit of a snout, and it just like looks better. You know what and I mean? Was it's not it, great. And it wasn't my favorite part of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. It was. It was still was not my favorite part. I mean, of the movie, it, but it is fine. what it is. It is yeah. what it is. If you if you think about the villains they picked, it's not the Sinister Six. It's the Sinister Five. Yes. And if you think about which ones they picked, I think they picked kind of the best case scenario from each of the Spider Man movies: Spider Man yeah. One, Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three. They could have brought back James Franco. Glad they didn't yes. for many reasons. Yeah, for a lot of reasons, yeah. I they think that would have been a big mistake. <laughs> yeah. Big mistake. They could have brought back Topher Grace. And I think Sony was like, probably put the kibosh on that. And they went, no, 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 it's Tom Hardy now. It's Tom yeah. Hardy. We're yeah. not bringing back this Venom. So they have Sandman, who's not, who to me is not the most interesting character, but Thomas Hayden Church is great and a great design. So they just CG'd him. Then you get to I Spider-Man's- actually love that character, by the way, Hector. That, Listen, I, I'm surprised you don't love him. His <laughs> origin story is tops. Here's what I don't love. I killed Uncle Ben. Shut up. Get yeah. out of here. Don't do that. Also, That's what I also, love. Also, I will say the idea of like a white armed white guy being like, I was scared. Hasn't aged great. <laughs> Okay. I killed the guy because okay. I was but, scared. I was like, all right, guy. Spider-Man. Okay. I hear you. Spider-Man 4 and 5, the Andrew Garfield ones, the only one in 4 was the lizard. They had to pull him. Yeah. And because he is, Roxy, I agree with you, kind of not as interesting other, as other characters, he's sort of in the background. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Doctor Strange fights him off screen. Yeah. He stays in the I van. I do. I do have to say, I do want to, if there's a deleted scene of Doctor Strange fighting sure. the lizard, fighting I do want to see lizard. that shit. It could be very cool, but it, I'm glad we stuck with Peter Parker fighting Doc Ock and then yes. Norman Osborn and then getting scooped away. And then in even in the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2, they could have pulled Harry Osborn. They could have pulled the Rhino. Yeah. But they pulled Jamie Foxx, I think, again, to be like, Jamie, can you come back? You were great casting. We really screwed you over with the Electro character. Yeah. Let's let you be black. Let's let you 
you know, have one of the best parts of the whole movie was. Oh my god! Yes, great reference to a future Miles, but also and just being like you're you're from Queens, you help poor people. I thought you'd be black. Yeah, like that. That and and then Andrew going, oh, I'm I'm sorry, man. No, (laughs) like I'm not. And uh, and and but also Jamie Foxx had some. He was like menacing in this, and and. The, the the tweaks they did to his Max Dillon character where the lizard acknowledges and he goes, Max Dillon, you won't you have glasses and a gap in your teeth and you comb over? What happened to you? And he's just like, don't worry about it, man. Who like just yeah. let him be Jamie Foxx. Let him be cool. Yeah. That previous version was a mistake. And in this, the costumes were cool. But that line where he's like, you got to be careful where you fall, man, like was so <laughs> yes, funny with, with him and Sam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, so and funny. rewatching, so I mentioned before I've been rewatching these movies on Spider Versity with Sal, and something that stuck out to me this time was how different the fights between Peter and any goblin, even even the Harry Os or the the um, James Franco, yeah, um, uh, goblin, but specifically the one with the full goblin hit different. Like like the fights with Doc Ock are intense. Goblin fucks Peter up. Like he and yeah. and it's clear that these people making this movie also watch that because again in this movie when when Willem Dafoe flips, he fucks Peter up. Like scary, yeah, scary, he really scary. hands him his ass. And <sighs> as you mentioned earlier, we get to uh, what I would say is the the true big surprise of the movie. And as somebody who felt like uh, Marissa Tomei was underserved as Aunt May in these movies. Um, I I am am slightly bummed that we had to fridge her to get to this moment. That said, I do think uh, giving her the power and responsibility within the context of these movies work. I will also say the big power and responsibility speech makes more sense within the context of somebody knowing he's Spider-Man as opposed yeah. to, I'm just going to talk about power and responsibility to my high school yeah. kid. It's like, well, that yeah. feels a Peter, little heavy-handed, but it's going to be Peter, useful when I'm Spider-Man. You're, you're, you're a 15-year-old normal boy. Yeah. You've got great power. Yes. Like that, yeah, right. That yeah. doesn't make as much sense as Aunt May, Marissa Tomei being like, you're Spider-Man. You have great power. power beautiful comes, moment. Yeah. So, so that works. What did we do? Let's, before we get into the, the big, big stuff, what do we, let's talk about the loss of Aunt May. We, we only have a few minutes left. I cried with the loss of Aunt May. I'm so happy that they did attribute that moment to her and compared her to Andrew Garfield's Gwen Stacy yeah. and Tobey Maguire's Uncle Ben. Yeah. Beautiful moment when they all talked about that. Um, so I thought it was wonderful. We do, I, I, Roxy over to you, but we got to talk about the Andrew and Tobia. Yeah, we're going to, this episode's going to run a little long. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. We're all good. Uh, it was such a beautiful moment and so upsetting. And also this is the stuff that connects me in my soul as I I know it's not his mom, but as, uh, somebody who's lost her mom, I just like, anytime I see somebody lose their, their mother figure in their life like that, I just fucking weep like a baby because I, I think that they really, did a great job then with he then goes off off the radar he doesn't even want to be with it there's no thing anybody can set like he goes to his place and he's just destroyed and he looks like shit which kudos to them for making him they like really fucking wreck him that Um, that one contact lens where it looks like a popped blood vessel that they always make these guys wear the tom holland like popped yeah Mm -hmm. great yeah it was just excellent and we feel it like, even though I agree with you, DJ, that she has been slightly underutilized, uh, we whatever they did, they did it right because they got us to this point where, like, I really was invested in her, invested in them, and took her words so seriously. And it made me understand why he, he as a, as a what, what is he, 15, 16? 16, uh, 17, I think he's, 18. He's applying to college, so he's 17. Oh, yeah, 18. yeah, 17, yeah. 17. Okay. As a 17-year-old, 18-year-old, whatever it is, boy, 
you don't come up with these big concepts yourself. You can't get there. Like you should not kill the bad guys. That's not something that you as a teenager really could. And he takes her words so seriously that it, it affects the rest of his fucking life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that. I believe in this moment when she says that is the first time I've believed like, wow, that would be something that you go home and you hear on replay over and over and over again. And you live your whole life like that. Uh, just it really worked for me. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So then that transitions us to um, Ned and MJ are worried about them. Um, we're going to brush right over the fact that Ned does have magic. And, and one of the, <laughs> one of the low key tragedies of this movie is that he does not, does not remember that probably <laughs> does not remember. He could be hanging out with Dr. Strange and he doesn't fucking remember. But anyway, um, and they go Ned to find mom for the win. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. So funny. Um, and so they're trying to find Peter and what they find is what we've all were hoping for uh, was Andrew Garfield's uh, Peter Parker. And there, and I don't know about you guys. There was a moment when Andrew Garfield was there and that seems like playing out and you're like, wait, are we not going to do Toby? Like there's just this one, like, is it, it was Andrew the only one signing back on. No, and then, they, I, I, they knew to save Toby because he had more nostalgia backing yes. him yeah. up, you know? Yes. And, and yeah. 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 And then uh, Toby shows up dressed like the cool youth pastor um favorite joke in the movie probably and for me this is this is probably the meat and potatoes of the movie is just these three spider-men bouncing off each other comparing each other's stories like even to the point where they're rocks you talked about he went to his place them like oh my place is this my place is that uh yeah man like you had me i was yes i was i was sold it's great let's talk about this is the big one uh the spider-men the three spider-men together yeah beautiful beautiful stuff perfectly distilling and summing up what each of them kind of do and letting the three of them complement each other and care about each other was so I, so I did a a press screening a week or two ago, saw the first 38 minutes of the movie saw up to pretty much when Peter is about to swing out to go find Electro and Sandman. So like all of that, Dr. Strange, you know, bad guys in the cages up to that point. And then it cut and I was like, no. (laughs) So then seeing the full movie, uh, it, 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 doing that press junket, I got to talk to some of the people making the movie. I got to talk to Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal. And Kevin Feige said, this movie is kind of a response to toxic fandom because, you know, he said in a fandom that can just be toxic for no reason and, and fans can pit characters and studios and franchises against one another. This is like an answer to that. And it's like a celebration and, and it's love. And it's true because to- the Tobey Maguire iteration is not my favorite Peter Parker. But seeing him in this, I'm like, this is my favorite he's ever been. Mm -hmm. He was funny. He was sensitive. He was everything that those three movies like asked him to do. And he nailed it. And it was really cool to see him come back. And I think Andrew, this is a great victory lap for him because he was, I think, way better than the movies he was in. Agreed. And 
there, and I was thinking about this and I was like, there's even a version you guys where like the Tobey Maguire movies, basically Spider-Man three didn't whiff it that hard, but there's a version where Spider-Man three was great and they kept going. And then eventually when Marvel did Iron Man, they would have just connected it to Tobey and that Tobey would have been the first. There's a version where that happened, or there's a version where amazing Spider-Man's one and two were so good that while Sony was doing them at the same time that Marvel Studios was doing like the Avengers and stuff, that they're just like, let's have these crossover, that Andrew Garfield would have popped over in Civil War. Yeah. But both of those franchises kind of failed for various reasons. And now this movie is saying, but it wasn't these actors' faults. Yeah. We love these actors. Let them do what they do. And Andrew Garfield came off so great and so funny that I think people are going to watch the movie and go, I think he's my favorite Spider-Man. I need to revisit those movies. I never saw those movies. I need to give those movies another chance. Like, you know, and he and and he gets and I think he gets to walk away from this role and kind of say, like, yes, thank you. I was great. And it sucks that he got fired because they pivoted to Tom Holland because of studio, you know, bullshittery. So, yeah. like, it, it just it made me just so happy. And maybe my favorite scene in the movie is. What's the weirdest thing you guys have ever fought? I fought an alien from space. I fought an alien in space. Man, I want to fight an alien. I'm. You guys are so cool. No, you're amazing. Yes, you're amazing. Thanks. I think I needed to hear that. I think I needed to hear that. I was just like, oh, good. the back cracking too. Oh, the yes. back cracking. Yes. My favorite of his lines was when he says, uh, "Peter three. And it was just like he's oh, just so frustrated. God. I can't. Okay, I'm Peter three. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it, he's excellent. He's having a moment with between this and Tick Tick Boom. Yep. I yes. just think uh, he has been vastly underrated for a really long time. Also, here he's a really excellent like artist and soul, and a really sweet person yeah. from my I, friends who worked with him. I had so, a quick. I got a quick, quick Andrew Garfield story. I, yeah, yeah. I, I met him in the summer of 2011 the year before The Amazing Spider-Man came out and I was at Comic-Con in July and he was at Comic-Con and he showed up in the, in a cheesy Spider-Man costume and read a letter about how much the character meant to him at Hall H yeah. and it was beautiful. So then a few weeks later, because I'm in LA, he's in LA, he was taking a UCB comedy class. He's in line to see a UCB show and I'm in line and I look behind him and it's him and somebody else. And I never come up to famous people, but I was like, I have to go up to him and say something because like his picture of him in his costume is saved on my phone. I'm like, yeah. I'm a Spider-Man guy. So I went up to him and I said, I'm so sorry to bother you. And at first he looked kind of peeved in that half second. Yeah. And so did his guest. And I was like, I have to say that I was at Comic-Con just a few weeks ago. I was in the room. That thing you said, like spoke to me. It was beautiful. It was really important to me. And you should have gotten more love from the crowd for that. Because as soon as he read that speech, and it's gorgeous. He went up and did the panel and the Q&A from the audience was like, do you do your own stunts? And like nobody said like, hey, man, thanks yeah. for saying that. That was so cool and so emotional. And as I was telling him that his guest, his friend was like, oh, like I won her over. Mm -hmm. And 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 then he was so nice to me. And he asked me, what's your name? What's your name? Man? Oh, thank you so much, man. What's your name, mate? And I said, Hector. And he's like, thank you so much, Hector. I really appreciate that. And um he was so lovely and he didn't need to be nice to me at all. But I was like, yeah. I'm really looking forward to your movie next May or whatever, whenever it was coming out, you know, like it was like a year out or whatever. So he's very nice. Mm -hmm. Don't walk up to people. Yes. Yeah. But he was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. He really puts his heart and soul in it. But I was also surprised going back to the Peters for a second. They were in a big chunk of this movie. Yes. This is not a little chunk. This is a big chunk. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we could have done this in a little chunk. Yeah. We needed them to be in the lab together. We needed them to interact with MJ and with Ned. We needed them to 
be a part of the the third act fully, like the whole way. Uh, this was not this was not a cameo. My friends who were like, did they make cameos? This is not a cameo. This is a full blown role, yeah. both of them, and yeah. and that was essential for this movie. Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, to to your point, Hector, I do think having revisited these movies, I actually do think Andrew Garfield might be my favorite of the three Spider-Men. Um, uh, 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 so um, that was it's really because cool. you saw him in 3D, huh? It's, it's because him I saw him in 3D. In it's, like, when it's interesting. I don't know if I'd feel that way about if I just saw Amazing Spider-Man 1, but Amazing Spider-Man 2 with the little moments with Jorge and just the, those emotional beats. It's like, yeah. I like this guy. Like, I like how much he fucking cares. And then I think my favorite, possibly my favorite moment in the movie is when he saves MJ. It's like, what a validate, what a validating moment. And then Andrew Garfield sells the hell. And it's, and that's one of those things that, man, if you don't have the context for it, when he just starts bawling after he saves MJ, it's like, yeah, you don't even know. If you've only seen the Tom Holland movies, you don't even know what this poor motherfucker's yeah. been through. The yeah, best moment, that, that was maybe the best moment in the whole movie, DJ. That was so beautiful. And, when Zendaya looks at him and says, are you are okay? You okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. And, um, and then, so the, the big climactic battle on the Statue of Liberty, by the way, uh, they're adding, they even mention it briefly in the new Hawkeye episode. They're uh, adjusting the Statue of Liberty to have a Captain America shield. And I'm glad at one point in the movie, we hear like a guy on the TV radio is like, yeah, that's stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> I agree with that guy. <laughs> um, but uh, that was my least favorite part of the whole movie was with the 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 second chances when you come to America and and that's what the Statue of Liberty stands for and I was just like read the fucking room have yeah, you yeah, seen yeah. our country okay yeah. fine um, so anyway uh, they fight on the Statue of Liberty uh, Doctor Strange has to everybody's coming through we get little uh, mon- uh, little uh, hollow holograms of different Spider-Man villains and to put it all back he, they make it so everybody forgets who Peter Parker is period. Because we can't end a Spider-Man saga without just throwing Peter down a well, basically. It's it's funny how every every one of these Spider-Man series have ended with like real low points for our our Peter Parkers. And yeah, MJ and Ned um, uh, do not remember who he is. And the movie ends uh, him in a small, so, tiny so apartment sad. making so sad. It is sad, but I do like this moment where he because this to me is that Spider Man where he's in a shitty apartment making his costume and then he goes out and he swings on his own. And what do we what do we think about the ending, Roxy? Let's start with you. What do we think about the way we kind of like wrapped up this part? Maybe love, the entirety of Tom Holland saga. <laughs> so I'm I'm watching with the World Girls and. There's no way because he signed up for like three more movies or whatever. But that, I watched it with the World Girls and and uh, Steph Sabra turns to me and said, "Is he not going to be with MJ?" Aww. And I was just like, "That's what they're going like." Yes, it, uh, to me, there's no way in the world he's not going to be with MJ. There's just no way. But this is a moment in time, and all things take time and moments. And I think that this is what has to happen in this moment for him to protect the people that he loves and for them to be able to move forward with their lives and and live out their dreams. Uh, I, yeah, this, this just really worked for me. I do feel bad for how leveled he was, but I also like that he told them, I, I think it would have been a really big mistake for him not to MJ says earlier on in the movie, let us in on these things and yeah. we're okay with it. They're both very chill. Matt and MJ are chill, mm-hmm. which I like, it would be really fucking annoying if they weren't. Um, and so he does, he tells them and that was really hard touching moment. I, I think that they played this off really well. Hector agreed. I think that. 
the cynical people were kind of saying like, well, well now Sony's going to go and make, go off and make their own Spider-Man movie without Marvel studios. And he's not going to be in the MCU. And I disagree. I think that this status quo for Peter just means that you could take a movie or two or three. Like, is he going to date his universe's Gwen Stacy now while he's in college and MJ's dating somebody else? Maybe MJ's dating a Harry Osborn, a new Harry Osborn, who knows? You know, but it, it it's going to be a journey to get them to come back together, yeah. and when they get back together, and when they kiss, and when the, when when they have to deal with him being like, actually, we were in love, and this thing happened, and you knew me, and then MJ has to be like, and you didn't tell me yeah. after I I, I I didn't say come and find me and tell me, and you made that you made the choice for me. They're gonna have to deal with that, which I feel like is going to happen. It's not the, the the Zendaya MJ is my favorite MJ. And I feel like she was written really, really well. And things were made to avoid her being damsel in distress, typical yeah. superhero movie, female supporting character. Character, And she's really funny in this. And she's brave. And there, there's a uniqueness to that character that I think that they need to lean into. And that there's a, there's a real beautiful potential future. And I want Ned to stay a good guy. And I love the moments where he learns that. Yes. <laughs> Peter's best friend was became a goblin and tried to kill him because Ned Leeds in the comic books is the hobgoblin. So for 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 oh, years God. for years Spider-Man comic book fans were like, is Jacob Battleon going to be the hobgoblin? And it's like, no, there's no way. He's just too pure. He's so good. Yeah. I so, promise I'm not yeah. going to murder you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adorable. So there's a lot of places to go, and I hope that going forward, once we learned what we learned from Hawkeye, I think maybe Wilson Fisk bought Avengers Tower. And I think maybe the Kingpin could be the villain that Spidey has to go up against in a future movie or show or whatever. Or I would also love to see, honestly, Norman Osborn, the MCU's version of Norman Osborn. Because the, the thing is, my buddy was saying, like, uh, it sucks because now they did Goblin. They can't do it again. And I'm like, no, that's not what that means. All it means is if he meets an Osborn, yeah. he's, Peter's going to have baggage. He's going to yeah. go, another universe you killed my Aunt May. Yeah. And that's a really interesting dynamic to bring to like introducing a new character, you know, like uh, 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 let's say, for example, hypothetically, they get like a Matthew McConaughey yeah. or somebody like that to show up and be like, I'm Norman Osborn. All right. All right. All right. And Peter's like, I hate you, but you're not my other Osborn. Like what what is that going to mean? Is Peter going to avoid being friends with his son, Harry? Is Peter going to avoid taking a job at Oscorp if there's an opportunity and he's broke and he's by himself. And there's just a lot of stuff you could play with. And I'm hoping also that if the MCU gets to their version of Doc Ock to just also steal that from Spider-Verse and bring in Olivia, bring in yeah. a woman to play Dr. Octopus would be amazing. You know, bring in um, actor of color to play the Osborns or a new Electro or a new Sandman, like a new lizard, Dr. Connors. There's so many different things that they could do as long as, and so far they always have had, the, the the core of the character in place before they decide to like gender swap it or update the ethnicity of the character or race of the character. So yeah, if they did looking an, forward to it. If they did an Osborne again, I kind of hope it would be something where like it's a goblin and there's an Osborne. So Peter thinks it's Osborne, but it ends up being that's a different a, yeah, character. That's because possible too. I do think with that idea of like going in, knowing like I have history, it for me edges a little bit too close to Star Trek into darkness territory with Khan. And that mm, didn't mm -hmm. work for the, that the stuff yeah. they did with Khan there didn't 
work for me. So in some but ways, the, I was like, hey, the, let's yeah. just do new stuff. Let's just do – we did True. go with Vulture. We the, did go with Mysterio. Let's just move on. The, 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 the difference is here is that Marvel Studios is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And they, they, they would take something like Norman Osborn and they would know we're not just going to repeat the beats that the previous movies did. What else did this character do? Oh, if you look at the comic books, he takes over as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. He changes S.H.I.E.L.D. to Hammer. Yeah. He, you know, he has a whole group of villains that he sort of works with and creates the uh, an Avengers, and they're called the Dark Avengers. Like, yeah. he becomes the Iron Patriot, and they could bring that suit back. So there's all these different things that I think Marvel Studios could do that's not just movie brain, but more comic book brain. Yeah. And the Spider-Man movies up to this point, the first five at least, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, they're, I feel like they're a lot of movie brain. Mm -hmm. There's not that much comic book brain involved. Then you enter the Tom Holland movies and there's a lot of comic book brain. There's a lot of Marvel Studios knowing what this stuff could pay off uh, with years from now. So, yeah. Do you think there's any universe in which they make Harry Dave Franco? <laughs> yeah, I'm there is. The, the multiverse is infinite. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't even be opposed to that, I don't think, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, that would be cool. And Harry, then they do like a bait and switch thing, yeah. Yeah, that could be good. I mean, I you know, I don't know. There's lots of, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm into that. So not to leave on a down note, but we now get, I think, to the one part of the movie that for me it did not work. Like 100% <gasps> did not work, which is the mid-credit teaser, which is oh. definitely, you know, there's an impression Marvel's here's, given here's fans. Why I is that is here's, that is that is that Marvel has everything on lock and they have everything planned out. And then you see things like this is like, oh, no, not always. <laughs> here's, here's why it's great, DJ. Here's why it's great. Because we all saw Venom 2, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know, Roxy. We saw Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Uh, I loved it. Oh, okay, I'm great. nervous okay, for what you're about to say. Okay, you, you should be nervous because I very much dislike that movie. But yeah. at the end of that movie, however you feel about the movie, whatever, the end of that movie, Sony just crams Tom Hardy Venom into the MCU mm -hmm. without any work, without any, you know, whereas Spider-Man No Way Home, like, bends over backwards to try to be like, there's a the multiverse and a spell and blah, 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 blah. But Venom just, like, he he just gets put in there. Yeah. This movie acknowledges that, and then has uh has Tom Hardy have a little funny, great little moment, but then just like boots him right back out because the MCU is like, no, 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 no. We if we're gonna do it, if you're gonna fight Spider Man, it's gonna be in your own dumb movie. It's not gonna be in any one of our movies. Goodbye. And boots him out, but then leaves behind the little alien goo, and that leaving behind of the goo is like, okay. Okay, if the alien goo is not coming from another planet within the MCU, out in space, out with the Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever, if they're not adhering to that, but the alien goo is still like interdimensional, but that still attaches itself to Tom Holland, Peter Parker, and then he becomes the black suit Spider-Man and gets a little bit darker and a little more emo, I think I'm okay with that because I just don't want the Tom Hardy venom to be like the venom that he, the Eddie Brock that he knows and fights, mm -hmm. you know? And so maybe in a future Spider-Man movie, the MCU will introduce its own Eddie Brock. Sure. While still being like Peter, you know, while still not obviously repeating just the movie Spider-Man three, but like doing its take on it so that it's more meaningful when Eddie gets the suit and then that Eddie will want to kill Spider-Man and have it make more sense. But maybe Tom Holland will do other multiverse shenanigans in a future Venom movie and Tom Hardy can fight him for no good reason, but whatever. <laughs> Roxy's shaking, shaking her head. Roxy's shaking her head. That's if what I think, think. If you think you're not going to see Tom Hardy go up against Tom Holland, then you have another thing coming. I'm I mean, saying, here, I, what, I, 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 we're going to see it. I, we're going to see it. But what I'm saying is, do you remember when Family Guy crossed over with The Simpsons? Yes. That happened in Family Guy, not in The Simpsons. There's a reason for that because The Simpsons is a higher prestige thing. 
And even Family Guy made a joke about it. At the end of that crossover, Peter Griffin or Homer or whatever, they're like, yeah, maybe next time, you know, you can come over to, to Quahog or we can go to Springfield. And Homer was like, eh, it's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> like they acknowledge that like one is better than the other. One does not belong. But we, yeah, yeah we'll I don't, we'll I don't know. I don't know. Tom, Tom Hardy is like a full blown A-list celebrity. And I think that they would be happy to bring him in. I didn't dislike this or like this mid credit scene. I think it's fine. I think it's fun. I like the Venom movies. They are nowhere near the Spider-Man movies for me, but I think that they're good enough. Um, but really, I was just kind of surprised with the logistics of not just the mid credit, but the post credit and how this was a, how they did that. How, like, how are we doing a Venom and a Doctor Strange thing what I, I don't understand the ins and outs of this Disney, Marvel, Sony yeah, deal yeah. I, and what you're allowed to do and not. All I'm going to say is I maybe my expectations were too high for the mid-credits scene. I was kind of hoping with maybe Daredevil in costume, Matt Murdock in costume. Maybe we. I was hoping for Miles Morales straight up. I uh, was like, bring it on. Too, bring I was hoping it for on. maybe Andrew. I was hoping maybe Andrew Garfield could run into Spider Gwen, Emma Stone as Spider Gwen to kind of like further redeem that. And what we got was them saying, hey, remember how we set that thing up about him? Never mind. Um, and it's yeah. like, okay, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then, like you mentioned, Roxy, we get a uh, teaser for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Roxy, I'm going to start with you because you even said in this episode you were not the biggest Doctor Strange fan. Any so, feelings change for Multiverse of Madness? This is my favorite Doctor Strange we've ever seen is in this movie because he's like a dick and a villain and people are acknowledging that he's a dick. I, I he This man is a dick. He is wrong all the time. And he's not Tony Stark. It, he, you don't get to just be this pompous, arrogant fuck. I, he really he really bothers me. And in this movie, I really liked him because he was like, oh, wow, look, look at Spider-Man go and do the right thing. And I was wrong. Um, so I liked him more, which made me more excited for this teaser, which was kind of like a, a full-blown trailer with multiple yep. scenes. Yes. Yep. Uh, but I'm really not stoked for his movie. I love Wanda. She's my favorite character. That's cool. I saw that coming. But other than that, I'm like, bleh, bleh. can we make somebody else the main character of his movie? I don't, he just bugs me. He irks me. Not the actor. He's amazing. The character. Here's why I love Stephen Strange, the character, and uh, why I do think that he can be compared to Tony Stark, but I think he's better than Tony in this way. Tony Stark, when he was stuck in a cave, Tony Stark just doubled down on his Tony Starkness to solve the problem. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to learn anything. He just was like, I'm already this smart. This is my world tech. Boom. That's how I solve the problem. Tech. Stephen Strange had to unlearn his life and, and be humbled for them, for him to succeed in his struggle because he went from the medical doctor scientific world and was forced to go, you're wrong, completely wrong, unlearn everything you've ever known, relearn all this other stuff. And he had to admit like defeat basically he had to be like please teach me i was wrong in this and does he still have that tony stark edge on his shoulder the cockiness the yes does he still have that um the the that persona when he's dealing with other characters because he he does know so much about shit that no nobody else knows i mean other than him and wong yeah. but like the whole his whole wong. world is his he's awesome but his whole world is above it all in many ways while the avengers are doing dumb stuff and fighting physical bad guys and supervillains he's the one that's like yeah but if we don't cast the spell reality unravels so i think that i like him because he is when i like him when he's allowed to be a smart ass New Yorker while dealing with 
not just end of the world, but end of the universe and end of reality stakes, which are just so crazy and so above everything. I ho- also hope Doctor Strange 2 is way better than the first movie. Mm-hmm. I love Sam Raimi. Yes. I hope that they, that they yeah. you know, they're, they're bringing in some great women characters. And I think that other than the ancient one that was missing in the first Doctor Strange film, Matilda killed it. She did a great job. Um, and I hope it's scary and spooky and cool. And, and that, that Roxy leaves the movie going, I like Stephen Strange now. That would be of, great. Yeah, I yeah. just don't understand. I'm a I'm a stoner child. How are you going to make a Doctor Strange movie that I don't like? That's crazy. Like, <laughs> well, here's I, the thing, Roxy. You haven't seen it in 3D. That's the problem. You got to come over. Oh, you got to go. You got to go over to Hector's and see Whoa. it in 3D. It adds to it. So we ran long. We did have questions. I want to thank Jake Hafner and Leonard Kim, Glenn Caesar and Kayla Marie 33 for asking us some questions that we all basically answered about, like, what do we think the implications of Spider-Man and the MCU going forward? Um, and uh, uh, talking about the uh, Aunt May great uh, power quote and all that stuff. Uh, so I'm sorry we didn't get to go into these questions in detail, but we answered all of them. Um, we are going to uh, go into the after show um, for those watching live. Again, if you want to watch the show live, you can do that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. But wrapping up the main show, Hector, remind the kids at home where they can find you and what they should be looking out for from you. You can find me online at Hector is funny on Twitter and Instagram. Check out Heroes Reforged on YouTube. We just did a No Way Home review. We're doing Hawkeye reactions. You get to see me in the moment react to what's happening in Hawkeye. And um, uh, 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 what else? What else? I also host a SpongeBob SquarePants podcast that you should check out every Thursday called SpongeBob Binge Pants. It's really fun. And it's really good if you like SpongeBob SquarePants. And if you don't, listen to the podcast and then you'll like SpongeBob SquarePants. It's there a it great show, one of the best of all time. Roxy, where can the kids find you? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. That's where I'll tell you guys what I'm doing. So check that out. You can find me at DJ Talks Trash everywhere that matters. And you can follow this show at Only Stupid Answers, but on Twitter, Yank out the vowels from stupid. And that's going to be it for us for the podcast today. Even though, uh, as far as doing live show, we are going on hiatus for a few weeks. There will be podcast episodes going up every Monday. Spider-Versity will be going uh, uh, forward with the next two, um, uh, two-parter two on Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, then we're going to go to a brief hiatus for that show and then be back with Spider-Man Homecoming, um, which will be fun to do after No Way Home. Each one of the, the sagas we've been able to look at as like, a complete saga like knowing the whole thing and we'll be able to do that with the tom holland spider-man movies as well now that we've seen no way home so that'll be fun for us uh thank you all for joining us and we'll see you all next time bye everybody bye